It's a very special episode for score lovers this week as I'm joined by Jeff Barrow and Reg Weeks from Invader Records. With its impeccable roster of composers, Invader's back catalogue has featured more times on our podcast than we can count. Among the artists they've worked with, who we've spoken to, Cliff Martinez, Mika Levy, Blank Mass, Warren Ellis, and of course, the wonderful Clint Mansell. They've also been incredibly supportive of what we do, so it really was a treat chatting with them both remotely. In addition to his celebrated band work, Jeff collaborates with another former guest on this show, Ben Salisbury, on film and TV scores. And he's teamed up with Ben and Bristol Outfit The Insects for his most recent project, Alex Garland's mind-bending tech noir series, Devs. It's an incredible piece of work, with this cue, Suffocation, a fine example of its complexity. Can we start by talking about devs? I am five episodes in now. It's mind-blowing. It's so hard to describe to people as well, which is such a great thing. You know, it's like so rare you get the opportunity to go, have you watched this program, Devs, yet? And someone goes, what's it about? And you go, um... And the music is extraordinary in it because it plays so many parts and there's so many different kind of sounds in there as, as, as well. And you've obviously got history with with working with Alex, you and Ben. Um, yeah. But the thing that you do really well is the, is kind of you know it's 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 collaboration, I guess. And I know that Alex can push people hard, and I know that he's you know he's a perfectionist when it comes to everything that he does, sort of thing. But just in terms of the sound of the show, was it an easy thing to kind of or or how what were the conversations that you had around how devs would sound? Well, I mean, we'd work with. Uh, Alex on on um, Ex Machina and Annihilation. Uh, this is me and Ben, and it was an eight. It's an eight episode TV show, and we'd also worked with Bob and Tim, who are a Bristol composing duo, much like myself and Ben. But they've been doing it a lot longer, um, and they're really cool. They you know they wrote a lot of uh, protection for Massive Attack and. They've got, you know, an awful lot of history and of, of good stuff. And, um, they are friends. So basically there was, there were, there was a couple of issues 
per- personal issues with health and then and and some timing issues and stuff like that that we just said look let's all work together on it and uh that's what ended up happening i i did a, a few episodes and then i went on tour and it was an awful lot of work i mean you know alex does like to if you write a cue for series one it no doubt within a week it's gone from episode one and it's been reversed and and it's on episode seven <laughs> and and he's there going well it works kind of sometimes <laughs> and you go yeah well it works sometimes because it wasn't meant for there but ultimately you trust and love his work yeah he's a, he, he is someone who is incredibly special in this modern age of of film and television and we're just lucky to work with him So, yeah, it's worked out really well. I mean, it's the first kind of like adult thing to go on Hulu, which is the Disney version of Netflix. Yeah. So people are still signing up for it in the States. And then, but luckily enough, because it was FX, the BBC had had rights to it. And it's really, really odd because what's happened is that everybody, obviously, everything that's gone on in the real world, everybody's at home. Yeah. And strangely enough, like everyone's taking their time. They're not binging everything. So it's weird. I have people say, well, I'm going to watch devs tonight and I'm not going to watch anymore. I'm going to watch it next week. And it's really odd. Mm-hmm. It's like going back into the past where you would watch <laughs> ten, Tenko or, um, <laughs> or I don't know, some, something that was only on once a week. And it's really, really odd because it, you, I go on, Twitter and everyone's talking about the episode that was on last night and not the whole series um but genuinely I think yeah we knew that Invader were going to release it and it comes out thanks to Reg and Mm -hmm. the good people um the good people at Disney which we'd never dealt with before when we were a bit worried yeah about how you know I mean you know Reg you gotta say that it was a bit worrying wasn't it you know yeah it was uh it it wasn't that you know because Disney obviously have um, they've taken on Fox. I, I've worked with Fox on a few few records previously, so there was a relationship there. But with the kind of the, the merger of Disney, it, it wasn't the you know it was the unknown really. It worked out great in the end, and um, I can't complain too much. It was just uh, it was just a bit of a long winded process, but it's we're, we're there now, and it's it's over the line, and it comes out literally in about three hours on. On uh, on digital platforms, I can't so, yeah. wait to hear to li- to listen to that as an album. It's just extraordinary.
what we're going to do is that we're going to um recently we've been doing these um uh playlists yeah they're you know, brilliant um for, uh, and um and it's lots of different people in uh, actors and directors and musicians and so uh, what we're going to do is do um because there's the the sound tr- the the score itself is the score and it, but it doesn't have any of the um soundtrack chosen parts on it so we're going to yeah. do a special version of a playlist where basically all the part all the music from everything is oh, you know what i mean so um yeah so uh, as a as a devs kind of special but um as the score itself is a is a is a great um you know uh, yeah. ben is yeah he's he's on he's really on fire at the moment and working with the insects it was just totally it was totally brilliant because it when i said they're from bristol they're they're like they've been around the block and they're just so experienced and totally chilled Mm. and uh we get on with them really well so uh thing to do kind of bring them into that world as well well it's weird because what happens with a lot of tv shows like the the honest this is like you know uh the behind the curtain bit that no one ever talks about is that lots of people take on tv shows and then palm them off on other people but never give them any credit right it's it's incredibly common and that happens in film scores it happens in you know i mean literally you get people who just really do just say i'll take on a tv show and i'm going to give it to other people but i'm going to take all the credit so for us we worked on hannah with the insects deal is if we work with other people they get composer credits because that's what they are yeah you know what i mean um and and so when it came to devs it was the same it was exactly the same thing it's like no we're not employing you to shadow us and pretend to be us we're working with you because we want to we want to work with you you know and alex was the same so so when, when you see the end of an episode it says the insects you know what i mean like and a lot of tv shows you wouldn't it wouldn't be that it would be the composer one composer and then and then the editor or whatever underneath Mm. you know but we don't we can't we we won't work that way it's just it's you've got some amazing people that are kind of are as good as the best people out there you know but they just don't seem to get the credit you know what i mean yeah yeah, totally credit where it's credit due for us is that you guys have been so helpful and supportive of us at the podcast in terms of you know helping us with with kind of accessing things and just being amazingly receptive to our numerous requests that we've kind of given as well and and it's just so healthy and lovely to see that it feels like soundtracks are getting a bit more attention do you feel that Jeff, do you want to answer that? Or? No, you, you, no, you do. Go on, you, you're the boss. Okay. You're, you're the boss. You're the boss. 
I think that the interesting thing is nowadays, and I, I weirdly enough, I spoke to Jeff about this yesterday. That I would say, sort of five years ago, you were you were either an artist-led record company or you were a soundtrack record company. You you didn't kind of amalgamate the two things. And it, in in my opinion, nowadays, I think we've got we have obviously got your your out outright soundtrack fans who will only buy soundtracks from us, but. You know, fans of Beak, which is, you know, Jeff's band, well, you know, a band that we've been working on for, for sort of 10 years with Jeff, it's a bit of a mixture of everyone now. So I think that even though soundtracks are getting a lot of exposure, I think that a lot of people that buy into bands, they're also buying into soundtracks. So I think there's there's no real, um, neither are exclusive, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Composers like Clint Mansell, Jeff, Cliff Martinez, Trent Reznor, they've all come from a kind of, you know, a, a band band history anyway. Yeah. And that's why, in my opinion, it's no longer about the composers, that, the traditional composers. It's more about the kind of the, the people that are a bit more open-minded, can turn their talents to a lot of different things, really. And I think that's why maybe Invader has kind of, it's, you know, it's, it's stayed around, basically. Well, it's got a reputation now, and it's obviously been a, a a label that's been around and has been kind of feeding music fans with great music for so long. But what what was that first step into supporting soundtrack and scores? <laughs> that um that was re- I mean I I let Reg continue this thing, but um but it was re- it's a really it's a funny funny story. I mean, it, so basically, Invader started as a as a weird kind of beats label in Australia. So I set it up with a guy called DJ Catalyst, mm-hmm. um, who's like the Australian DJ Shadow. And we took his music to all the majors and they were still so into kind of like straight up rock. They just didn't know what it was. So we, so I just said, well, let's just set our own label and put it out. <laughs> so we did. And it did really, really well. And then I was living in Australia at the time. And I came back to England. And um, there's a guy called Fat Paul, who's a legend in Bristol. He's, he he is actually legendary. He he has put on every you know every decent band, mm-hmm. every weird gig, every released every weird record. Every, I mean, he's he's totally brilliant. And I went to Paul and I just said, look, let's do a label, and he was up for it. And we signed we signed some bands, and we signed Billy, who was from Beak, who was in a band called Fuzz Against Junk. We did like lots of really kind of heavy, heavy kind of stoner stuff. Uh, Gonga were one of our bands and we did all that. And then, and it was weird because, you know, the label was struggling really, really badly. And Reg, I knew Reg because he was a co-promoter for gigs with Fat Paul. And, um, so that they, they had a, a, a promoting company called Denim and Leather. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, 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 and it was Denim, he was Leather. <laughs> and, um, at least it was double denim yeah double denim yeah. no no that would have been that's great another so <laughs> so it's another so they used to put sun o on and and um you know all the really heavy bands and interesting electronic bands and you know really out there stuff and so basically reg reg when did you join invader reg it was uh, 2009, I think, because we'd just done a lot of the, uh, Porter's had done a lot of the ATP gigs, and I'd sort of been involved with Paul, you know, you know, not with some of the bands that were playing, and 
we've become closer during that period, haven't we? And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's around a time like Porter's had curated ATP in um, in Minehead around two thousand and eight, and then I joined or two thousand and seven, and then I joined two thousand and nine. Because basically, like it, it, Vader was on his ass, really. We we owed a load of money. We just like I was away on tour a lot. Paul kind of like the industry had changed a lot since Paul had started. So it was kind of difficult. And then Reg came in after running like a successful dance music business and was given the t- the, t- the challenge <laughs> of kind of trying to sort it out. And then one day we talked about the Drive uh, soundtrack, didn't we? I think you're in. I think Portis Heber in Australia at the time. I think I, yeah. may, I may be wrong, or, or you're on holiday over there or something. And uh, yeah, and I remember. Yeah, I remember. I, I've gone to see the film. I was a big Cliff Martinez fan from Solar, from the Solaris soundtrack. I went to see Drive, blown away by the film, and we were we had another we had another project kind of on the boil, uh, you know, which I'll, I'll let Jeff talk about in a minute. But um, the, I'm on about the drop project, so we had oh yeah yeah, yeah. we had a, potentially a couple of kind of soundtracks on the horizon anyway, and um, I just rang up Jeff or, or, or texted him or something and said, oh by the way, I've um, I've signed Drive.
and um, I literally heard the soundtrack and uh, in the cinema, watched the film, blown away like most people, and um, straight away, you know, waited, waited to the end, saw the credits, saw the music supervisor. Literally, as soon as I got back to my house, googled the company, and uh, sure enough, made the phone call the same night, and um, we landed the we landed the score straight away. Wow. Well, the, the full sound, the full soundtrack. <laughs> That's an amazing yeah. story. And, and weirdly enough, weirdly enough, the guy that I dealt with that night has become literally one of our closest kind of friends, stroke allies, stroke business acquaintances well, to this day. Our partners, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Brian McNellis from Lakeshore, who was the music supervisor on that on that very film. such a great story it's it's hilarious what cracks me up about it is just the point that Red saw the film liked it when i googled the bloke <laughs> yeah. and called him uh, can we uh <laughs> i love it i love it it feels like we've done full circle now on that as well because we've i was lucky enough to go uh, to have cliff um on the show last year and then we've had yeah, yeah. the terrifying but brilliant nicholas one referent on as well and now, yes, and now we have you guys to thank for us being able to buy it and listen to it and play it on our record players. God bless Invader! But we, <laughs> but we sound like a load of chances. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's because we are. Reg was at the. We are, yeah. Reg was at the cinema. Realised so what this guy's name was. Phoned him up. <laughs> with it, with it, out any kind of. Um, knowledge really without any background or anything like that just spoke to this guy and got the deal done it's quite Absolutely. i mean you know yeah it's fair play it's the bristol way <laughs> yeah it is yeah just blaggers oh that's brilliant and did that kind of have an instant sort of almost kind of you know Ma- yeah of sort yeah. of going oh yeah. you know what's going on here sort of thing did it did it get in, in terms of both sides of things of kind of yeah of, I think I think if Jeff doesn't mind me sort of taking over this bit because I, I talk about this regularly with a lot of people that Beak were kind of um, I think Beak were recording their second album at, at this point and there was another record that you may or may not know called Drock which was uh, based on 2000 AD comics Judge Dread yeah that Jeff and Ben had composed. 
there was like this kind of trilogy of releases that all came out within a within a kind of three month period of each other. And honestly, it, that was the uh, the catalyst for for the label to kind of um, accelerate very quickly from from that point onwards. And you know, when you've got like Drive, you've got Drock, and then we have Beak Two, which I think Jeff won't mind me kind of saying this. I think Beak Two just elevate Beak so much more than the first record. say we had we had three great records that all crossed over and mm. uh i mean jeff can take over from there but the, the three but, but the, we the three records but, but also we we had kind of we had a, a a good amount of artists then and we had you started releasing co- you know the college records oh yeah yeah um yeah. uh who was in, obviously involved oh, in the in the on the drive soundtrack yeah I think, well, I, you know, I was, I was at that point because I was in touch with Cliff Martinez and, and, and people like that. I think we, we did the drop record, we did the drive record, and then we did a retrospective record, which we rarely do at Invader. We're, we're very much, you know, try to, to, to release contemporary scores rather than like, like, you know, retrospective scores. So we did the, um, we did Solaris, which was my favorite, still is my favorite oh, yeah. score yeah. of all time. 
was a big one for us as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Solaris, and so we 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 kind of we had Solaris and we had Drive, and the offers just just came in from there really, and we, you know we 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 had some really really great offers and. It just catapulted from there. It really did. I think basically we we do we our business is really uh, model is very very simple. And what was happening was that we people were you know composers didn't maybe they didn't really feel like they had a place that was a kind of like a home for like minded composers. And for some reason we we kind of fell into that thing. You know we. We talk a lot of music with people because we're not just, you know, we're a label of artists as well. So, yeah. you know, someone like Ben Frost who does dark, you know what I mean? It's just we we can talk all day about uh, recording sessions or whatever, or who whoever it is, you know. I mean, luckily we we've kind of we've done a couple uh, McAlevey's last thing as well, and and it's just and 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 old and the, the big one as well is the guys, you know, from Survive, you know. Um, who did, um, you know, um, Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, sorry, man. My brain's <laughs> gone, gone west. But yeah, Connor Michael, Connor Michael, who did Stranger Things, that was a massive thing for us as well. kind of know us as a music label yeah well you've got um, the reputation haven't you it's that thing i think that's what you do so brilliantly and it's what makes you so kind of quite a unique entity and that you've got those relationships with directly with the composers who who see you know what 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 you're about be that you know your cliff martinettes or your clint mansells or, or whatever but then also with the directors you know and you have people like ben wheatley who not only, you know, in terms of, of the, the soundtracks being released, but also then working with you on specific, you know, on a score. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, that is that thing. It's just, But they're kind of music and film people. Ultimately, it's just they're fans of music and they're fans of film. Everybody that we deal with pretty much is that, you know. And so we talk about other films and we talk about other music and score writers and, and people are really supportive, you know, like, you know, um, Clint is a massive supporter, you know, a, thankfully a massive supporter of us. But then he'll, you know, he's really into what another composer will do and will tweet about it. And yeah. I mean, we don't we don't have kind of, you know, like a marketing, a digital marketing team because I don't know, we it we're lucky that people like what we do and we'll talk about it. Um, I've got, I've got to, I've got to elaborate on Clint. I think Clint, um, Mansell, he, he kind of, he came on board not only as a, as an artist, but as a true supporter of the label. Yeah. And yeah, you know, absolutely. Clint, yeah. Clint, Clint actually helped me get 
Solaris over the line. I mean, that that was that was 20th Century Fox. Um, I was kind of drawing blanks for many months chasing that score. And, um, you know, Clint said, look, I know a music supervisor. I, I, I can't remember. I know, I know somebody somebody in the legal legal side of it and uh you know he he really helped me he wrote a letter saying you know these are these are these are acquaintances of mine and would you mind helping me out as because he he just composed stoker um which we didn't get to release but i was a big fan of the score Clint, I've got to say he he was a real kind of kingpin in the evolution of Invader, definitely. Yeah, and he, he's kind of he was wearing drop drop t shirts in every photo shoot around that time as well. Honestly, <laughs> it, it's, it's, he could, if you look back to about two thousand and twelve, two thousand and thirteen, the only thing I think he wore was an Invader or a drop shirt. I don't think he wore anything else. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a Wolverhampton I mean, Wanderers. I mean, the thing something. is, yeah. the thing is that that um, ultimately we what we do is that we really try and support the composers. So we want them to feel that we've got their back. It's non-corporate, you know, so we, we had a, we had a, we had a thing recently where um, somebody had done a score for a Netflix thing and Netflix kind of, they've been absolutely brilliant with us, but they changed their kind of their view on how, on whether they wanted to release scores anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, so we had to, you know, the, the composer was pulling his hair out massively, like going, I'm just going to release it on SoundCloud tomorrow. I don't care. If they're not going to, people are not going to hear it. So, um, we try our absolute utmost to, to kind of get behind people and, and then try and get like a decent lawyer or people we know in the business. I mean, Reg will say this. It literally comes down to someone having a dinner with somebody yeah. in a yeah. month's time and then saying, Hey, do you know that these guys want to do this? And, and, and they go, Oh, I didn't know that. Do you reckon they could do it? And, and it's, I mean, it's. Yeah. Whereas there's like almost 40 emails in their inbox asking for the same thing, but it takes that one sort of person at dinner to go, can, can we do this? Yeah, it's because it's because most film companies generally don't give a monkeys about the soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so true because you kind of do you know I, we even find it as well when we were doing interviews for things. It's like so that you know you get the film companies coming at you and you go, do you want so and so for an interview for the podcast? And it's like, oh, that'd be amazing. Thanks so much. And then we're editing it and we go, could you send over the um, could you send over this the soundtrack? They went, oh, I don't think we can get a hold of it. I'm like, well, I know. that's called soundtracking. 
So, you know, it's like, it's like, oh my God, how many times do I have to have this conversation with you sort of thing? But I think it's a bit of catch up with people as well. And I think that there's been, you know, with all these kind of live shows and I went to see, um, Clint do his, um, the moon score live at the barbecue. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, and I think that that there's that side of it as well that's becoming more and more prevalent. And I think that it's you know another thing that's putting a spotlight on on and how you know we can access these things. I mean, I remember kind of growing up and having a couple of soundtracks I would listen to over and over and over again, sort of thing, of as, as as records and stuff. And it seemed to kind of have a period of time where it was it wasn't a thing really you know you didn't really kind of buy that many or they didn't seem to really be that available and then i don't know what it was whether i mean i think tarantino definitely had a big thing in terms of massive yeah the way that he used music in his films it was kind of like oh oh yeah you know and it's kind of that thing apart from like obviously your your big sort of you know things like your john williams stuff and all that kind of thing and then it's going my god there's so much stuff out there and i love kind of when people talk about things and i go i really don't know much about that score i've got to go and dig it out sort of thing and it's i'm just glad that people are talking about it more i mean also just i i think with with labels um electronic labels where what started to happen is that more experimental jazz and electronic labels over the years have kind of grown I mean, I you know, I would say in a in a in a popular music way that someone like Radiohead has kind of you know the way that they've developed over over the years. So people are prepared to listen more to kind of abstract electronic music mm-hmm. and and or possibly abstract classical music. Do you know what I mean? Or jazz yes. or whatever. And that's always been a thing, but. I think it's always been very small where where what's happened is that I think that, you know, you get someone like the Aphex Twin is obviously a huge artist and there's not going to be any three-minute pop songs on there. Do you know what I mean? As such. Yeah. And his piano works and everything else. So so if you get someone who's a fan of his, then someone like the work of Cliff Mansell or Carl and, and what's the name for Michael. Stranger Things, yeah. Michael, you know, it all kind of makes sense.
what was the what was the film with the um the actor that uh what's his name keaton with the jazz score oh yeah um, Podman. yeah i yeah. mean that's a that's a classic example of an amazing score yeah the 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 people are into jazz and electronic music and and would dig So I think a lot of music has, has crossed over. It's like a, a prime example for us is Ben, is ben Frost. Mm-hmm. Like ben Frost is known as a, as a, as a you know, hard, hard kind of experimental electronic, you know, music composer. And, and then he does Dark. So if you're a Ben, uh, ben Frost fan, then you buy, you buy Dark. So it's just interesting records. It's just also people just kind of having their fill of, you know, the three-minute pop tune slightly, you know. And also modern classical, you know, Michelevy, yeah. what she did. I mean, Michelevy's score for Under the Skin changed, it changed my life. Absolutely.
I first heard it when Reg was playing in the studio, and I just thought, I have no idea what this is. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I thought it was just maybe an electronic record, or a, I don't know where someone's going to start singing, or <laughs> yeah. or what. I have, I had no idea, but I'd never heard anything like it in my life, and it's just, and that changed music for me. That was like, wow. I changed, that changed, I changed everything for me. It was like that's another world because it, it doesn't matter whether that's a pop tune or whether it's a, a modern classical, whether it's a soundtrack, whether it's an electronic record, it's just the most amazing music mm-hmm. ever. soundtrack she did from Monos as well and and was just, oh amazing yeah great. oh my god I was um I was really scared about interviewing her. I don't know why, but maybe just because I'm such a big fan sort of thing. She was so sweet and so kind of like unassuming and just sort of like. Well, she's a pure artist. Isn't she? I mean, she she's a pure artist. She's the thing that everybody wishes you know they could be. <laughs> you know, in a sense of like, don't really care if you don't really like something, you just don't do it. That's kind of like. That's that, that's the that, you know that's the position that everybody kind of wants to be in, but not everybody has the balls to to see through sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we we when we did when we found out we had Monos. I mean, we did a we did a weird release, didn't we? Of um, Under the Skin, we we not a, a release, yeah. but we helped we yeah. we helped kind of um, we did a special edition or something well, like that, didn't we? Well, what what happened? It- <laughs> Truthfully, it was another drive sort of scenario. I remember going to see um, 
going to see under the skin. I think it was at the Watershed. I don't know if you know that place. It's like a an art an art cinema. It's basically. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And um, I knew so when I get let out, I'm coming to visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, go to Watershed. It's a brilliant place. It's, and, it's, and, yeah, it's, it's like the it's like the Curzon, you know. It's yeah, exactly like the Curzon. Yeah. Anyway, we um, I saw that again. Waited to the end, the old trick, and um, <laughs> look, look, you know. And uh, I found out it was. Uh, I think I can't remember if it was an A twenty four film or it was definitely A twenty four in America. I don't know if it was. I think it was Studio Canal. That was it. It was Studio Canal. Um, with a distributor, rang them up straight away. They said there's nothing they could do, but they put me in touch with um, Milan Records in America. And then I had a kind of um, conversation with the guys over there with with uh, JC, and he said, "Look, you know, if you want to um, if you want to get some for for Europe, no no worries." So we bought a load of stock, and then Studio Canal. It was their idea. They said, "Hey, look, we've got these kind of silkscreen posters." you know, you can have some to give them away with the album. And that's pretty much what we did. We put them on sale on our, on our rep, on our web store. I mean, I think we sold like 450 copies. Um, and it's not, wasn't even our record, you know? Yeah, so no, no. I think we sold more from our web store than they sold in the whole of the UK uh, collectively from, from record shops. I don't know about now, obviously, because, you know, it's probably gone on to sell, you know, thousands of copies, but yeah, there was a few records like that that we did. Yeah, I think the thing is as well is that what we like to do is that we like to, with a small film, like something like Bait. What a film. You know, yeah, I mean, we were really, you know, very lucky with that as well. But we like to work with the film company, the distributor, because so many people that go, like, I mean, if you go see Bait or if you go see a lot of the smaller films that we, we that we work with, then you're obviously you're going to be into the soundtrack as well. You're yeah. just those kind of people, right? The thing is that we work really closely with the marketing of, of um, you know, because we feel that we can get some press, you know, in the music world that will help promote the film, you know, further themselves. So people might go and see the film. So I, I think it's a, it's a, that's how it should always work. But it's like if Beyonce does Men in Black <laughs> and she's all, and she's all over Pitchfork, then you know, yeah. Mark's score for for you know should be on the quietest you know what i mean yeah. um it, it that's how it should we should support each other all right boy all right dad what's on nothing you want to come out with me tomorrow could do without nah you're right need the money don't you not that much you done you got something to say martin just said it brother what about you 
I'm fishing. Offers always open. You come back whenever you want. No thanks. how still kind of a lots of distributors and film companies don't see that as a as a kind of bonus but it's so strange because drive was that was a big film but it would have massively been helped by the score so how do you what's the process then of like of how you decide what films what soundtracks you're going to get behind and support you know like just looking at the list like even like over the past couple of years i mean it's been so many people that we've had on the the podcast as well, you know, whether it be like Out of Blue, you know, with 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 kind of um, yeah, with Clint and uh, Hotel Artemis as well, War Machine, Never Really Here, um, Beale Street could talk as well, and just so and bait and all that stuff that you're talking about as well. So, what's how do you decide what your what's going to be, you know, on Invader? Well, it's uh, it's it's a bit of everything, really. I mean, all the, the the ones you've just mentioned. Not only are they great scores, but they're all great films. You know, if you look at something like You Were Never Really Here, that I've got to give Jeff total, total credit for that. I think that was just a personal friendship with Jolly, wasn't it, Jeff? That one. Well, it's not even a friendship. It's just an email, isn't it? You were direct. You know, you were direct. I mean, the, you know, obviously everybody loves Johnny Greenwood. He's amazing, you know. But you know, got his, got you know, um, we we'd met a couple of times, and you know, I said uh, any kind of well, I know if we're we're a huge fan of the film and the score. If you would want to do an Invader, and he knew Invader really well, and he just went, oh, I'd absolutely love to do it. It's because ultimately we want to support. If if I don't know, it's weird being a being a composer, or whatever. Uh, composer is such a wrong word, but 
being a film, working in film and stuff like that, you just know how people can send, like companies can send you down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. But we're in, we try and be incredibly respectful for the artists and the and composers that we work with. You know what I mean? It's just like, and um, we massively respect what they do. So ultimately, we that's I think that's what they like about it. Uh, it's a very simple, old fashioned way of working really you know yeah um, it is it is it's, it's it's a bit like um in a in a weird kind of a way probably a, a terrible kind of comparison but it's a bit like uh, i saw the the blue note documentary i don't know if you saw that the film the blue note film yeah and uh you know they were saying about the guys is it the german guys that kind of they they just became total friends and it with with all the all the musicians yeah and um and the word of mouth thing wasn't it yeah, yeah but things just perpetuated so you had cotton it was weird because I watched that. I watched that with my dad, actually, who's a real old sort of jazz head, you know, and really we were just very, very kind of blown away by the fact that how, how my dad commented, you know, this is how almost how you, you run things as well. You know, he kind of knew my business model without me even thinking about that, that, you know, we have just become good friends with a lot of the composers we work with, but we try and accommodate uh, you know, not not pandemic. It's about it's respect. It's yeah. It's yeah, about respect, re- yeah. it's about respect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, and 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 honestly, honesty, really. I mean, it's yeah. like we're you know we're not become multi millionaires through it. And and um, but if you've got you know you know what it's like. If you've got a cool label, you you know you're yeah. you're right, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. fun, it's funny because you know in the last two years, you know we've had you know it's it is like it to me it sounds like i'm trumpet blowing now but if you told me at the start of two three years ago that we'd be working with polly Har- with pj harvey mm-hmm. with mika levi with trent Reznor and atticus you know people like that i, I you know ben frost it's just uh, yeah. you know it's just it's madness really considering where where we were when you know say like eight nine years ago mm-hmm. and yeah you know we we just we just done the drive score and uh, drive soundtrack, sorry, and I just you know Nick Nick Cave Warren Ellis. I mean that blows my mind. Oh my god, and what is Warren the nicest man in the world? Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Oh. I speak to him every day, and he, you know, it's 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 just brilliant, you know. And uh, yeah, I still I pinch, mean, my, pinch myself every day. Just surrounding yourself by night with nice people, isn't it? And kind of wanting the best for everybody, yeah. being supportive, and being kind of championing the stuff that you believe in, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the thing is, it, if if they go like ultimately, if Warren S goes, yeah, you can trust those guys. They're good dudes. There you go, sorted. Yeah, it's just that's that's all you want, really. Yeah, because I know that if I was signed to a label, that's what I would want.
and it's kind of it is it is interesting because like soundtracks have grown quite a lot especially with vinyl because we you know we we try and source out the best place to you know to there's a is it G, gz in, no no in, no 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 we uh pat palace no 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no it's Palace, Where's that Palace place? Used in Germany, yeah. Where, is that the place that it just, that's the place where it just sounds ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, Palace, yeah. There is, <laughs> yeah, it's, Palace. It's quite it's hard just, to get the count there, but it's good, it's great once you know. But the thing is, for some reason, I don't know why I thought it was GZ, they're obviously very good as well, uh, <laughs> along with uh, all, all the all the, uh, all the record supplies. But the, <laughs> I'm but saying nothing. The, yeah, but the thing is, it's like, I've listened to a couple of scores, and, and not being funny, scores go really really quiet mm-hmm. and really really loud on vinyl so you have to cut them really really well or you have to press them really well yeah and yeah palace it just it's a little bit frightening because it sounds like a cd and not but it sounds better than a cd because it's on vinyl yeah but you just go there's no surface noise and you just go this cannot be right <laughs> it's i mean you know i've listened to scores that me and ben have done on them and just gone how have they done that? You know, I love that you, someone's making you say that. That's brilliant. <laughs> no, but a, you know, Czechoslovakian and they or German. <laughs> That's, yeah, we, it's it's like you say. Just go go that extra mile. You know what I mean? Spend yeah, few, yeah. spend a few spend a few quid extra per unit. Who's on the wish list? Have you got like people that you'd really like to work with? To, to be honest with you, yeah, I mean, there's there's a few I'd love. I mean, uh, Hilda obviously is the is would be amazing to work with. Um, yeah, yeah, she's um, she's she's um, really good know. female composers. Kind of Carly, who works with 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 them, with Clint's kind of brilliant. I yeah. think she's doing yeah, it. Yeah, really yeah, well. yeah. Emily yeah, Emily Levenes as well. I, I, um, she did a little film last year called Only You, which I thought the score was beautiful for as well. She's, uh, I'm, yeah, really excited by her as well. I'll go and check well, that out, actually. Yeah. yeah. There's um actually there's there's um Suvi who unfortunately at the moment works for me and Ben is a, is a Finnish composer and she is uh, mentally good 
I just know that any time now she's going to do something and just like see you later because <laughs> and then we'll be done for then you know see I mean? you later but can you release my record on your label please yeah no of course we will <laughs> she, yeah she's yeah. but she honestly she's the most talented person I've come across it's frightening you know what I mean it's just the Sorry? it's the, the frightening youth you know what I mean just just how good people are And, and it's uh, obviously is is like with Hilgo is and rightly so. Christ's sake, we're, you know we've been in the dark ages, haven't we? You know what I mean when it comes down to female composers. You know, yeah, um, really, really have, or, or anybody outside the normal scarf wearing kind of yeah. you know yeah. twat. Well, I think you know? we could definitely kind of change that as well, and kind of every, there's a, a definitely a kind of a, an opening of doors. I think for a lot of people after you know, the success of what she did or even kind of just the attention that what she did with that under the skin score did. It was kinda of like main- Oh Mick it with Mick it Levy, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. She I think that was the that was like that's the gateway drug. You know, I mean that's the <laughs> that's the one. I yeah. agree. That's the game that's the game changer, game changer pretty much for, for for everyone. Every everyone I know just says, Yeah, that's that's the one. Hmm. You know, that's the one. The, I think Drive was as a kind of soundtrack a complete soundtrack. I don't just mean the score was phenomenal. Yeah. I think under the skin, you know, but I've got to say, you know, <laughs> Jeff's on the phone as well, but when we were doing things like Ex Machina. Oh, I love that. I mean, that for me as well, I mean, you know, that that was a huge one for Invader, absolutely huge one. I mean, we had so many pre-orders for that. It, it That was when I realised there's something going on here, you know. And that was that was after drive, you know. Um, so I just I just long may it continue, but yeah. I just think X Machina was was another one around that sort of time period.
there was a lot of very good good scores that came out around that time. There was a, a Mike Patton score as well, uh, Place Beyond the Pine. I don't know if you. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That was the one where all the um, Ryan Gosling fans walked out halfway oh, yeah. through because he oh, was yeah. killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Like people leaving the one. cinema. What's next for you, Jeff, in terms of score stuff and soundtrack stuff? Well, ben and I have just started working on um, on a Paul Schrader film. Oh wow! Um, you know, obviously he he's a uh, renowned director, but as a screenwriter, he wrote Raging Bull and Taxi oh. Driver. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's doing a film uh, with Oscar Isaac in it, and um, and we've seen kind of. <sighs> 40 minutes of it and it is it's a it's a it's a utterly terrifyingly brilliant film well what was his um, last and, uh, one first reformed that was brilliant yeah that that's right yeah so good yeah. and um we've we've spoken to him and he is he is a he's 73 now he is this absolute whirlwind of energy that kind of puts us all to shame and uh and he yeah he's wicked he's he's in isolation up at, um in new york at the moment right up in the sticks and he's and he's kind of like he's he's editing the film remotely with an editor in New York and so yeah so it's a bit weird Ben Ben has got a little studio that he's worked on he's written a kind of some piano pieces and I did this thing today I managed to become the worst IT man in the world and um and get my computer working with with this program that really creates weird sounds so I've just sent that to Ben. Uh, so I, I think so. That's the next thing. I mean, you know, and then and then, yeah, it, we we've got a couple of things. We've got a couple of things coming up. But you know, it's a it's a very very strange time. Yeah. I mean, you know, we like Invader Records and Invader Studio. Um, we, we we do this thing where people can work certain certain hours, um, and then other people leave. And they have to wipe everything down, and then someone else comes in. You know what I mean? So it's uh, a. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a it's a real thing, and and um, we're we're just about kind of getting along, aren't we, Reg? You know, someone on social media today when you were announcing that the Dev soundtrack was coming out digitally, and someone then said to you, "When is it? When is it coming out on vinyl?" And you were like, "Oh, oh yeah. bloody hell, give me a break!" 
that, that, was, that, was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So yeah, that that I might have to I might have to delete that or apologise to him later on or send him a free download of it or something. But because I think about twenty people liked my comment as well, which I felt pretty bad for afterwards. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll I think that was just, enough. Back off. <laughs> well, it only 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 took a. Uh, only took about you know two months to negotiate the license of that project so yeah so uh see that's all the um, stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we don't know about yeah. i mean i got a slight yeah. insight into i think jeff last time when we spoke with you and and ben and alex about annihilation and stuff and about you know persuading netflix to well that was a complicated project anyway but that kind of thing of of, of kind of trying having to convince people that the soundtrack was worthy to be released and stuff and i know that spoken to to Clint about that as well, about various projects and stuff. I was like, God, oh, come on, people. It's like, these are wonderful pieces that are, you know, it's going to benefit everybody, really. It's like, there's a want for it. So, so, yeah, it's, I, so it's so strange. Yeah. That, I mean, this is what I was saying is that, like, Clint's got a big fan base musically, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, so you get these people that, uh, and so what it does, it adds to promote your show or your your film and it's kind of so weird that it, it, it's hard to get it from them it's really easy to sign off it's just a it's a you know it's a contract and a piece of yeah. and some artwork you know but getting i mean i'm you know it's not it's not easy for reg you know what i mean <laughs> just gets on yeah. google and sends an email surely that's all yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. what that's um it. what is so you've got with devs is coming out digitally um uh, Come with Horses is another one that's it's on with you guys, which is a brilliant film that that Ben Blank Mass has done as well. What other new releases have we got coming the way with you guys? Uh, we've got we've got um, Dark Season Three, yeah, uh, which is Ben Frost. I've yeah. just been in talks. I had a, a long chat yesterday actually with um, Ben's manager, who's a, a good, really good mate of mine up at ATC. And he, um, we we've got potentially something else from Ben. We're just again, it's 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 navigating the uh, you know navigating stuff with that. We've got a couple of there. It's, it sounds very conceited me saying this, but we've got a couple of things uh, that are kind of subject to contract mm-hmm. at the moment. Oh, so yeah. it, it, you know, I don't want to kind of I get it. Well, not 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 only curse them, but kind of land myself in a whole heap of trouble. <laughs> and yeah, devs will you know as the poor man as the on Twitter, it will come out on vinyl and, and CD. It will, it will be a, a, a an, an epic vinyl package. So mm. we're um, we try to. Well, Jeff can Jeff can tell this tell this, but we're trying to we try to get devs down to a double LP, but it just 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 wouldn't happen um, yeah. because <laughs> eight 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 episodes worth of music has yeah. already been very 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 uh, trimmed down anyway. So uh, yeah, so we've got that will come out relatively soon as a as a triple lp and a, and a cd as well Christmas but, uh, but yeah we've got we've got a lot of stuff there is there is some uh two or three really really big things when i say big you know really things that everyone in this on this on this kind of chat will be interested in yeah but uh you know at the moment i can't you know i can't really um sort of say we, we've got uh we've got an atticus ross so uh, TV show that he's he's just done as well. So busy, it's brilliant. Yeah, we've 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 got enough stuff literally between now and the end of the year. I mean, we're we're, we're looking at next year now with with what we've got. We've got Jeff just brought something to the table as well from one of his. Who was again? You you brought you know uh, I, I I can't say who it is because 
We'll, we'll oh yes. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, that will yeah. be that will be a that will be a really uh, interesting one. And I don't know what else I can say about that, Jeff. You, you know. Yeah, no, <laughs> with, it's just I giving mean, the game away. So, so I mean, it's it's just I think it's that weird thing. It's just like I've I've got a big mouth and I'm on Twitter, <laughs> and um, and you know I bump into a few people on the on the circuit, and so. You know, and 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 Invader's got a good name, so uh, we we're, we're very lucky that people, if we approach people, or people come to us. That you know, I mean, we have we've had a few people that have kind of come to us and 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 really kind of been wrong for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and give us a give us the big one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, and um, and instantly it's just like, no, nah, no, nah, you, you you're looking at the wrong. You're looking at the wrong thing, because, yeah. Because obviously, it's just like we're, you know, we're not going to pay two hundred thousand quid for a soundtrack record. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you, you know, you, you, you're talking about the night, you know, Phil Collins, you know, time there. You know what I mean? Um, you're going to so, release Buster. we got we got that's that you found out what it is we got the 40th anniversary of Buster yeah yeah but um but so yeah we we, so it's yeah we 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 keep on going I mean like like Reg said I mean the concept the idea that like five years ago we were working with Warren Ellis and Nick Cave and (laughs) Polly Harvey and 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 um people like Ben Frost and and uh Trent Reznor, yeah, and you just you just kind of you just think, you know, it's all right, isn't it? And so, so yeah, we we've got yeah, we've got a ton of stuff coming up as well, and we got you know we got really good you know new artists that are mm-hmm. kind of coming through, like Billy No Mates, who's utterly brilliant. No is the greatest resistance. No to your nothing existence. No is a walk. No small talk. I don't think it looks better Yes, we are stronger together But no is a power Any time Any place No, I won't die on your floor No, I'm not righteous anymore No, I don't fit in your pocket I won't shave everything off I'm not 12 Yes, I'm gonna put in the hours No to your ivory towers gonna start a war I said die if you think it's worth fighting for everybody twist for me well come on and crack your knees honey bend your back please baby no you know um who's like going out of her mind in in isolation at the moment but she she's been she's been told she's got to make a video for her next single you know what I mean yeah and like Beaker desperate, you know, we were supposed to have been recording this week for the next record, you know. I mean, nobody's going to complain, are we? So ultimately, you know, there are people working their uh, asses off and putting themselves at risk. So we're very, we're very, very lucky to, to, to be where we are, you know. Well, I'm glad to hear that we've got a kind of constant stream of stuff coming between now and Christmas to keep us sane through this weird situation that we find ourselves in. And as I said at the start, thank you so much for just being a massive support for us, you know, in terms of... I know, same ben. same for you and us, you know, it's been yeah. good, you know what I mean? For it's Ben, great. you know, he's, I know, been so helpful in, in providing us with bits and bobs and stuff along the way when we've 
going, shit, we can't get hold of it. So, yeah, massive thanks. And thanks so much for your time tonight as well. And, yeah, I can't wait to uh, to, to catch up in the flesh and have a beer. Jeez. Yeah, no, that'd be really good. Let, let's it. do it. Let's do it. Yeah. The, um, you're, only, you're only 40 minutes down the road. It's like, oh, God, so close. Yes, let's do yeah. it. Let's do it at the watershed in Bristol. Let's do it. And watch a film. Watch a film. Yes. In our you know, that Love would be that would be really good. And also, um, it, uh, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say then. Uh, it completely went. But there you go. <laughs> All right, gents. Take care. Okay. Stay safe. No Thank you yes. so, so much. Okay. Same to you. Oh no, Take I care. know what it was. Yeah. I remembered. I remembered. So hopefully in about a week's time, a week and a half's time, there's a, a load of stuff that we didn't use in devs as well Ooh. That, um, that is really, really mental that I'm going to put up for a week on a SoundCloud link. Um, bits and bobs, basically, but stuff that we, no, it, it didn't work, obviously, but it's, it, it was so much fun recording. So it's just we've got to do it. That's, so, um, that's exciting oh brilliant yeah. um, well, I might go and watch another episode now before I pass out because it's like I need to find it. I need to get to the end of it and find out what happened <laughs> um, yeah, right listen absolutely. take care thank All you right. so much see you later take guys. care thank bye, you bye, 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 bye. thank you bye, bye. bye. score to devs that's all possible worlds rounding off this latest episode of soundtracking with jeff barrow and reg weeks from invader records my huge thanks to the guys for taking the time to talk to me head to invader.co.uk to check out their back catalogue and do buy some of that choice vinyl whilst you're there you must immediately download and listen to the devs score in its entirety it is extraordinary Head to edithbowman.com to catch up with all of our previous episodes, including Mika, Warren Ellis and Clint Mansell. And do please subscribe whilst you're there. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are at Soundtracking UK and also our YouTube channel where I'm putting together a weekly show with guests from the world of film, music and television. In this week's episode, you can hear Joe Gilligan talk about the latest series of his brilliant, hilarious sky comedy, Brassic. Next up on Soundtracking, we have the wonderful Nitin Sony. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. In the meantime, stay safe.